stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Happiness is the highest form of health. That quote is from the Dalai Lama. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, we're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at bethestaryouare.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up. And also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. It's our 20th anniversary this month, and we are celebrating. Our new motto is communicate, collaborate, and innovate. Today's show is centered around the gift of help. In this first segment, our chapter is written by the brilliant Cynthia Bryan, who is the founder and executive director of Be The Star You Are, 501c3, empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, improved positive media messages, and skills for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org for more information as we celebrate our 20th year of service to our communities and country. And here is The Gift of Health by Cynthia Bryan. Most people agree that health trumps wealth. So why do most people abuse their bodies and take wellness for granted until they've lost it? Since I wrote a chapter on health in my first book of the series, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, of, 99 Gifts for loving, Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, several beloved family members, friends, and even renowned colleagues who had endorsed the book have died. Their deaths caused great grieving in my heart, encouraging me to look closely at how I live on a daily basis. I want to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. My goal is to live a long, happy, prosperous, meaningful, and most of all, healthy life. I revisited that chapter written several years ago and realized that what I wrote then is still true for me today. Thus, many of these concepts or ideas have already proclaimed, but feel strongly they need to be renamed and reclaimed in this book for millennials. Diets and health fads had never been part of my vocabulary. Growing up on the farm, we were very healthy youngsters. We ate the tasty, nourishing food we grew. We worked daily in the fields, which kept our bodies finely tuned. We laughed, played, prayed, talked, shouted, argued, and hugged. Reminders that we were a growing, alive, real family. In those days, the ideas of dieting, stress, or sleep deprivation were not part of my vocabulary. Living a healthful, active, happy lifestyle came naturally and easily. Then I went away to college. No longer did I have fields or gardens to raid when preparing my dinner nor farm work to keep my muscles toned, and, of course, no family support around me. I worked two jobs to pay my tuition while carrying a full course load at the university. 
I slept only about four hours a night as I toiled to juggle school, work, and activities. At first, I was fine. I managed a health food store, and I was quickly spotted for a television commercial promoting vitamins. The character I played was supposed to be so healthy because she took all those vitamins. In truth, I had never had a vitamin pill or supplement in my life. Only my mom's great cooking of organic, homegrown produce. As time went by and I moved to Europe to study, followed by a year at the University of California at Berkeley, my healthful habits deteriorated. I had so little money for food that I made poor choices and purchased items that were not necessarily good for me. Lots of sugary and fatty things interspersed with fast foods became the norm. A few years later, I paid for my poor college eating habits with severe hypoglycemia. I studied into the V-morning hours and sleep deprivation became the norm. I gained weight and I experimented with the current fad diets. The more I dieted, the more I gained and the worse I looked and felt. Then one day, a light bulb went up in my head. I remember the farm and my enormous appetite, my regular bedtimes, and the fact that I never gained weight or been sick. I thought to myself, what if I return to my roots and start eating and sleeping the way I did while I was living on the farm? The inspiration worked and I rebounded to my former health. Here's what I suggest you try. Stop dieting and start sleeping more. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. No, it is not. Here's why. The first few letters of the word diet spell the word die, and that doesn't bode well for living a long, healthy life. The people I know who diet consistently yo-yo in weight. They'll lose 20 pounds, keep it off for a few months, then gain, quickly gain 25 pounds. The more diets they try, the more pounds they gain. And on and on and on, it goes like a merry-go-round. Although, there's nothing merry about the discouraging situation. Because our metabolisms are slower when we are sleep-deprived, if we don't get enough Zs, we will gain weight. Ghrelin is a hormone that signals when to eat, and leptin is a hormone that tells us to stop eating. When we don't sleep, we have more ghrelin and less leptin, which equals more weight gain. Is there a golden ticket to eating properly and sleeping sufficiently? Everyone is different and has to find her individual life balance. I'll share my prescription for success. Allow yourself to eat anything you want. Don't diet. Don't binge. Eat when you are hungry. Eat what you want, when you want. Serve yourself on a smaller plate. Eat slowly. Savor each bite. Give yourself permission to do so without guilt. Drink plenty of water. Don't deprive yourself of anything. Don't weigh yourself daily and don't make the mirror your enemy. Schedule seven to nine hours of sleep into each 24 hours. Love yourself the way you are. Once you allow yourself to have anything you wish, you won't crave everything all the time. With adequate sleep, your metabolism will adjust to its ideal level and you'll have a healthy body once again. Eventually, you'll eat in moderation, consuming all those food items that are good for you, like grains, fresh fruits, and vegetables. The mirror becomes your friend when you decide that you're beautiful just the way you are. Eating well and sleeping soundly are only two slices of the wellness pie. To be effusively healthy, humans require exercise daily, sufficient sleep, stress reduction, joyful discoveries, and meaningful relationships. It helps to have a purpose, a passion, and a belief in a higher power. We also need to be diligent with scheduling medical checkups, screenings, and appropriate vaccinations. We can't stop the aging process, and we wouldn't want to, but we can be in touch with our own bodies and mindful of its needs. The leading causes of death in America are heart disease, cancer, AIDS, and alcoholism, followed by accidents, pulmonary disease, influenza, diabetes, and suicide. 
Poor diets, alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes are the main sources of abuse. Over and over, Americans choose profit over clean air, pure water, adequate exercise, reduced stress, sufficient sleep, nourishing foods, and personal relationships. If someone put you in a high-stress funhouse room, deprived you of sleep and human contact, kept you from moving about, and fed you only high-fat, high-salt fast foods, maybe even piping in noxious car or factory fumes, you'd feel, you'd feel mightily abused. Yet, so many Americans choose this life voluntarily. Don't be one of those people. Yes, it is possible to be happy without health, but why wreck your health intentionally? Enrich your body, mind, and spirit. Watch your diet, eat more fruits and vegetables, drink water, exercise regularly, sleep and rest, reduce stress, shun fast foods, wear sunscreen, laugh a lot, and love more. A Spanish proverb says, a man too busy to take care of his health is like a mechanic too busy to take care of his tools. You will only have one body in this lifetime. No replacements, no refunds. Take care of it. And now for the exercise, are you healthy? Ask yourself some questions. Number one, are you in good shape? Number two, do you exercise? Number three, are you overweight or underweight? Number four, are you getting seven to nine hours of sleep daily? Number five, do you smoke? Number six, do you use drugs? Number seven, do you abuse alcohol? Number eight, is your cholesterol over 180? And number nine, is your blood pressure high? Do you have, number 10, do you have healthy relationships? Number 11, do you have a purpose? Number 12, do you, have a schedule, do you schedule an annual medical exam? Number 13, do you love yourself? If you're not happy with some of your answers, there's only one person in the world who can do anything about it. The natural reaction is to make drastic changes, but resist the impulse. Take it one small step at a time. What can you start today that will have positive effects on the rest of your life? A, start with a physical form uh, well, start with a physical from your doctor or health practitioner. B, walk a few more steps until you build slowly from a block to a mile. C, eat two fruits you enjoy each day. D, drink an extra glass of water. E, choose a salad over an order of palm fr- uh, frites. Uh, F, apply sunscreen regardless of the weather. G, rest and sleep. H, let go of anxiety. I, every day do one nice thing for someone. Jay, live in the moment. At the end of a month, take a long look at yourself in the mirror. What do you see? Are you feeling better about yourself? Love the person looking back at you. That's a first step towards progress and wellness. Continue on your one-step-at-a-time journey to healthy living. Add positive habits little by little. Nothing happens overnight. Health is a lifelong commitment. Being healthy has a profound effect on your happiness and quality of life. It's worth the effort. Health is wealth. Make a deposit in your bank called My Life. The secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, worry about the future, or anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. Buddha. Right. Yeah, I think this chapter uh, emphasized a really good uh, message that today a lot of people seem to not really uh, take into account a lot. And it's that like stress is a really big factor um, and this has like been documented a lot stress is a really big factor in how uh, your body functions and how you can stay um, it's a really big factor in determining how healthy your body is and so if you try to push yourself into all these drastic changes just constantly go on diets and stretch yourself out it's just bound to not work <laughs> like your body doesn't work that way where you can like force yourself into 
this better this better form while your mental health while um yeah your mental health is just constantly deteriorating or on edge um by trying to push yourself into these uh tight structures definitely and my personal two takeaways from this chapter was number one being we need sleep um i don't know how to stress that but i remember in my health class and in my AP psychology class we did a unit on sleep and it's so so important and i definitely think you have to get 8 to 9 hours of sleep that's important my second takeaway from this chapter was that you have to love yourself and you have to work towards you know loving yourself because especially in this generation we we you know we think we're not fit enough or anything but you have to love yourself for who you are and i think that's just like super important and each and every one of us we have to incorporate that loving um loving ourselves into our daily lifestyles yeah and i think the key to a lot of um the key to becoming healthier like all around basically is uh consistency you don't really want to just jump into these diets and then maybe not do them for a couple of weeks or a couple of days and then try to jump back into it and kind of pull yourself in between the all of these different uh regimented i guess reforms um even if you look into like like a lot of ways to improve, improve certain elements about yourself like your skin your weight uh the quality of your hair anything like that a lot of them will say will point to very simple steps like getting more sleep um eating more eating cleaner foods uh drinking more water i think just maintaining those kinds of consistent elements in your life can do a lot to um at least get like a good head start on improving these qualities of your life mm, definitely consistency is really important um we have to work towards making ourselves better it just it doesn't come in one day and you have to love yourself no matter what And something else that I really admired in this chapter was that one of the steps um was every day do one nice thing for someone. And I feel when you do something nice or show a nice gesture towards someone, you feel better and they feel better. It's like a mutual effect. And um every now and then in my high school, we have like these post-its um that are on like our teacher's door and they say some positive affirmations and i feel these nice things is what creates a stronger bond in our school and you know doing a nice thing for anyone even if it's your neighbor i definitely recommend it gives you such a nice feeling and we have to incorporate this more often yeah exactly um i think there's kind of, there's a lot of people trying to become healthier and more fit just because they think that's what they're supposed to do and i think that's kind of like it builds up a lot of toxicity when you kind of uh view it that way where it's a norm that you have to live up to um trying to become healthier should be more of the goal should be self improvement something you genuinely want to fix about yourself so you just feel more comfortable uh like living your life and you know being positive about it being nice to everyone else uh having good relationships is a big part of being more comfortable in your life so sacrificing those for the betterment of physical health isn't really a a sensible decision. Yes, and something that my mom always tells me is that you should not be worried about something you cannot change, but you should worry about something that you can change. Like for instance, if you procrastinate, 
you should be worried about that and you should change it. But if it's something like your hair, um, you probably cannot change that and you shouldn't because it's a part of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think this chapter really touches on a lot of uh, really good points about how we view health and how we view working out, how we view self-improvement. So, yeah, I think that was a really great chapter about health. And with that, we'll end the segment. Uh, support more amazing segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Also, Be The Star You Are's Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund continues. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Help ship books to victims of natural disasters today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Kenneth John. And I'm Siri Panindra. Make sure to watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Pick up our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. Stick around for more on the gift of help. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to The Gift of Health. I'm Siri Panindra, and this is Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In this segment, we're joined by Jolie DeMarco, who is a spiritual lifestyle expert in all things metaphysical. 
She's an inspirational speaker, author, professional, grounded, intuitive, and renowned crystal healer. Some call her a crystal junkie. She is an extraordinarily gifted clairvoyant channel, medium, Reiki, Reiki master, and master meditation teacher. With that, let's welcome Jolie onto the show. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Yeah, thank you for, yeah, thanks so much for being excited. here today. Oh, yeah, I'm, so. I'm so happy to be here today to help you uh, ask me some questions about crystals. I'd love to give you all the information I can. Oh, thank you. So I just want to do, you know, talk a little bit about your background and your story. So how did you learn that being a crystal healer is your calling and it's what you want to do? Um, when I was young, I used to play with crystals a lot and I used to kind of roll around on them. It was kind of fun. Um, I started understanding that they had energy, just like everything in the world has energy. And um, as I got older, I, I learned that their properties can uh, harmonize with our human energy, so our auric fields and um, certain crystals can make us feel certain ways and can be used as remedies for ailments. So it was really kind of fun to learn about it, and it's a continuous thing because there's so many different crystals to learn about. There's millions of them. <laughs> Yeah, so as someone who's pretty unfamiliar with how crystals work and everything, um, yeah, how do exactly do they work? You mentioned harnessing energy. How do you actually utilize that kind of thing? How do you tap into it? Okay, so um, basically if you think about crystals as vitamins for our body, um, um, originally vitamins came from uh, crystals and minerals that came from the ground, so we're kind of going back to the natural way of using things. And... Mm-hmm. Um, for example, some crystals have magnesium, and uh, magnesium obviously is a mineral. And so I'm not saying to ingest them necessarily, but we're using them in an energetic way where each crystal has a different frequency and our body has a frequency. So, for example, if you were um, not feeling so great one day and you had some negative emotions going on, there's a crystal that I call uh, lapidolite. Um, I always joke around and call it the Prozac stone because what it does is it helps people stabilize their moods. So if you held on to this crystal, the energy from that crystal has a frequency that's going to start to balance your frequency from your energetic field and start to work on your emotional frequency. So it can help you stabilize your mood, help you feel a little bit happier than you normally would that day. So it's kind of neat how they work. Um, So there's certain ones that harmonize together um, that can help you in a positive way for your life. Oh, that's really yeah. fascinating. And going back to your story of how you got introduced to crystals, I actually have like 30 crystals in my room and I All collect right. them everywhere I go. So whether that's Yellowstone or, you know, Nevada Ooh. or somewhere, you know, wherever I find crystals, um, I definitely am like, well, that's so cool. <laughs> so I can definitely relate with you. And I wanted to ask... Um, how how do crystal body layouts work? Like, how would you... So you said that crystals have a lot of benefits and advantages. How do those body layouts work? So in my book, High Vibe Crystal Healing, I make it really simple for you. I give you, like, step-by-step instructions. So um, basically, there's a, a list in there that says what crystals you need. And it's um, I already, since I already did all the work for you, basically, I know what crystals harmonize together. So this way, like, let's just say, for example, you wanted to have an out-of-body experience. So there's certain crystals that harmonize together, and I listed those crystals for you, like Moldavite would be one example. 
Um, another one would be um, one that I call the unicorn crystal, which is called apophyllite. And you would put those in certain areas around your body and or on your body. And I show you in a diagram exactly where to place them. Then you would, um, you know, basically relax and meditate, put some music on. Um, and I give you, like, you know, little things to say, basically an intention that you would state inside your mind and allow yourself to completely relax with the stones around or on your body. With that layout, it gives you an experience. So as you get deeper into, like, a meditative state, it changes the frequency in your body to feel like you're going out of your body. So it's really kind of fun. There's, you know, certain ones that we do for um, layouts that I have for advancement. I have some layouts that are for people that have ADHD. It helps them focus. Um, all different types of layouts. So it's pretty much there's one for everyone. There's one for releasing negative energy if you feel like you have some negative energy around you. So it's really kind of fun to flip through and see there's 26 really epic, cool layouts that you could have some fun with. Oh. And um, with those different crystals that um, work together, how do you figure out those combinations? Does it have anything to do with, like, the chemical buildup of those crystals? It, um, it could. I don't like to get in the science part of it, but basically, because it would take too long, I would bore you, Kenneth, but um, <laughs> basically, um, I, um, I just tell you about, like, harmonization. So I kind of make it easy in the book for anybody to read and say, like, I made a vibe meter, um, so a, basically a vibration meter, and I tell you if it's, like, a, smo- a smooth kind of feel or a little bit of a stronger feel when you, when you hold that stone around your body. So this way you kind of know a little bit what to expect when you're doing the layout. And, um, you know, for some people, since we're all a little bit different with our personalities and how we feel and sense things, somebody might feel one stone stronger than somebody else and also because of their needs. Like, let's just say, for example, uh, Kenneth, you needed a stone to um, help relax you a little bit more. So I would hand you like an amethyst or a stone that, you know, would help, help you with that. And so if somebody else needed, let's just say, uh, Siri needed a stone to motivate her, I would give her what I call a ruby zozite, a get-her-done stone. So this would activate her. So, you know, there's certain stones that work for certain things, but there's, sometimes there's combinations where you wouldn't put them together. Like, for example, the two that I just told you guys. I wouldn't give you a stone to relax you and another stone to motivate you because it kind of would counteract what you're doing, right? So oh. there, it's really kind of fun when you start learning about the crystals and what they're for and how you can use their energies. And then you kind of, like, make sense of how, you know, like, I kind of do that in the book for you. I show you how to make sense of um, what their uses are. There's a chart mm-hmm. in there also. So it's kind of fun. Oh, and, okay, so you were talking about meditation and how you can, you know, put crystals on yourself. And how long um, should you put a crystal or wear a crystal? Okay, if you're... If you're uh, wearing a crystal versus doing a meditation, so like if you're doing a meditation where you want to, um, you know, take a little bit more time with a crystal, it really takes about um, 20 minutes for a crystal's energy to start working with your frequency, with your energy around your body. Sometimes people call it your electromagnetic field or your aura. It's the same thing. So we have different um, levels of our aura in our energy field. So there's your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so for a stone to get through all of those to the core part of you to change your energy, it usually takes about 20 minutes on average, just like meditation does before you get to that euphoric feeling. So um, if you're holding a crystal and wearing it as jewelry, that's really nice too because you're wearing it usually all day until you go to sleep and you take it off at night. So it's, it's really cool how like, you, like some people could feel a stone instantly 
Um, and it doesn't mean that you're, you know, that it's not working on you. It could, it could work on you instantly. But some people, as a rule, we say 20 minutes because then it goes through all the layers of your aura to affect you. Yeah, and talking about oh. wearing crystals around and like uh, taking it off at night or anything, uh, do they, do they, do their effects kind of change with the time of day or the physical location? Does that ever take? Do you ever take that into account when using stones? Um. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, not really, I mean, because the energy of the stone is the energy of the stone. It's your energy as a person can change because sometimes we get a little lazier at night, you know, and um, or, you know, some people get more alive at night. Everybody's a little bit different with how their feelings and their emotions are. So um, what I tell people is every day when you wake up, if you have a bunch of stones, I remember Siri uh, said she had some stones there, a collection of stones, I would tell you to wake up and look at them in the morning and also if you had any crystal jewelry. And whatever one you're drawn to, whatever one that you're like looking at a little bit more longer than another, I would pick that up and wear that that day because your body always tells you what you need. And so when you wear that crystal, that's the one that harmonizes with you for that particular day because every day we change, right? Like some days we're happy, some days we're not. And uh, some days we need motivation. So um, I would tell you to pick a stone as far as that goes. As far as the hours and timing of that, um, not really, unless you're doing it for a certain purpose of, like, you know, meditation while you, like, end up going to sleep and falling asleep. You could have crystals by your bed. But that's a really good question. That was a really good question. Yeah, that's a good answer. That, that, yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, so I went to a fair a few years ago, and I bought um, a rose quartz necklace. And I was just okay. wondering... Does the size of the crystal affect its, you know, uh, purpose? Like, um, do you need a big stone to put on you, or can a small ring work? Well, we always say, in the crystal world, we always say sometimes size matters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only because every crystal has a different frequency, like it has a different uh, measurement, right, of a frequency. And so... Some crystals have a higher frequency, which means they're stronger, most likely stronger to people feeling them. And rose quartz is a great stone. That one's like a staple stone. I should Everybody should have one because it brings unconditional love for self and also compassion for others. So it's a really good one to wear. And um, so it brings loving energy, you know, around and like a warmth kind of feeling in your aura. That makes you feel really good the day that you're wearing it. And if you're, you know, if you ever need like, you know, a little bit more love in your life and you're feeling a little jolted or something, it's a good one to pop on also. But um, the frequencies that it puts off, um, it wouldn't really matter the size because that stone has a really strong frequency. So if you had a big chunk of it, I would say if you put it in a room, that's when you want a bigger stone. Like you want a really nice size stone, like maybe at least 12 inches or bigger. If you're trying to, you know, for the middle of your house, let's just say in your living room, that would be a good size for your living room. But if you're wearing a piece of jewelry, it doesn't have to be a big chunk. It just it could be a small little piece, like, you know, smaller than a dime is fine, or even smaller than that will still have great energy for you to work with your, your body's energy. And with the numbers of stones, um, is it possible to potentially make do with a lower number of stones? Like if a person had to choose five or six uh, to keep with them, would there be like a perfect five or six that they could just have and make do with? Yeah, absolutely. So many stones are, I want to say, can be have many uses, and uh, we always want to set our intention. So that's like you talking to your crystal and setting that intention of that vibration of what you're using it for. So, for example, 
um, halolite is good for focus, but it's also good for, um, you know, studying. Uh, you know, like, so if I was setting the intention that I want to focus because I'm going to be talking to somebody and I want to really pay attention to them, I would hold a halolite and I would say my intention is that I'm using this to focus on my conversation um, with, you know, whoever I'm speaking to. But if I knew I was going to be studying with it, then I would say my intention is I'm using the stone to help me focus with my studying. So you're setting an intention, which is also a frequency along with the stone, that's going to help your energy. So it's kind of neat how you can, um, you know, utilize your stones in that way. And I have top 11 stones that I think everybody should have. And they're, um, you know, they're really cool stones because they're very, um, I would say, a wide variety. So pretty much everyone can use it at some point in their life. So if you want, I could rattle those off for you if you want me yeah. to quickly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So the first one, so I have my top 11. The first one I call is the Lapidolite one. That was the one I talked about earlier. That's the mood stabilizer. I call it the Prozac stone. Um, it's a really good one to hold. Um, my second one is called Ruby Zozite. The stone is like a green-colored stone. I call it the Getter Done stone. That was the motivator, so it helps you get a lot of things done really fast. Um, my third is called the Moldavite. It's actually a tektite. The tektite um, is a meteorite that fell to the earth in the Czech Republic and, and um, formed this glass-like substance that they call Moldavite. And um, they say NASA doesn't even know where it came from. So it has these properties that make you feel a little uninhibited. Some people say that they give you sort of like a high feeling. And um, so uh-huh. a lot of people wear it when they're a little too high strung. And when they wear it, it kind of mellows them out. So that's, a, that's when I, I say, dude, I feel good, Stone. <laughs> so Moldavite's like, we sell a lot of Moldavite. <laughs> and uh, it's a really cool stone to work with. Um, my fourth stone is called Golden Calcite. This one is like a, a yellowish gold color. Um, it's very like uh, solid-looking opaque. And this one I call the Aphrodisiac Stone. It kind of gets your motor run- running. It helps you be creative. Um, and then my fifth stone is called Citrine. Citrine's a great stone. I call it a happiness stone because it allows positive energy in and blocks negative energy from coming to you. And it also helps um, with abundance of money. So a lot of people like to wear the citrine, citrine stone because it helps them with abundance of money. Um, and then my sixth stone is called Iolite. It's kind of a purpley-blue color. And I always say um, I need to be light, so it helps you be more um, light-minded, helps you have better perceptions of your life and about yourself. So that's a really good one for insight and uh, getting clarity on um, any actions that you need to do in your life. And then number seven is one we talked about a few times, uh, the white halolite. Um, that one's really good for focus and clarity and studying. And number eight is shungite. Shungite's an EMF protector. Do you know what an EMF protector is, you guys? No. Not exactly. Don't. No? So your EMF is your electromagnetic field around your body, which I also call your, you know, people call your aura. And shungite's a stone that's only uh, found in Karlia, Russia, and wow. the, they, they've actually mined it because it, it cleanses water. Like, it's in a lot of our water filters, and a lot of people don't know that. But shungite is almost like a coal-like black color and um, kind of chalky-like, and you can um, filter your water with it. So people use it for drinking water. Um, they put little tabs on their phones because it blocks negative EMFs from our computers and our smart meters and things like that that can be harmful to us, those negative um, you know, vibrations that come from your cell phones that cause cancer, it can help block those. So Shungite's a really um, popular uh, crystal that we use. 
and um, we sell a lot of that one too. So we have EMF protectors and things like that and little boards that you could put underneath your computer even. It's really cool. And it actually has fullerenes in it. Fullerenes um, help our body heal and accelerate in healing, and it keeps radiation away from us. So that's a really great one to hold in your pocket or on your phone or near your computer. And then uh, one of my favorite crystals is called Oralite 23. This one I call the Mac Daddy Multivitamins. This one is so cool, you guys. This one is like the Mac because it has 23 different minerals in one stone. So it grows that way. It's like crazy. And um, it only comes from Canada, and it's beautiful. It looks a little bit like amethyst, like a purple color, and it has some red in it Mm -hmm. also. But what it does is it protects you. It uh, keeps you balanced. It makes you feel grounded. It makes you feel um, happy. Pretty much anything that you want to feel in a positive way is the stone. It makes you feel very stable and safe. I love it. Um, But that was a great one to meditate with and also study with. And then we're almost at the end. Number 10, I got black tourmaline. It's a solid black stone, and I call it nasty be gone. Because nasty be gone, it keeps negative energy away from you. So if you're ever around some people that aren't so nice all the time or, you know, somebody's sucking your energy like a vampire... You know, we all have that person that sometimes comes over and just kind of yap, yap, yaps with us. And um, so this one kind of helps clear your energy. So that's black tourmaline. And my 11th one is the one that you had, Siri. It was rose quartz. I call oh, it the lovely stone. Yeah, so you got a great one there. That one's called a lovely stone because it brings in positive, loving energy into your aura and your being and just makes you feel great and loving and kind and compassionate towards others. So that's a superstar stone you got there. Wow, that's great! I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, do you wear I, that uh, one? Do you wear it often? I do. I do. I, I wear it every day to school. Oh, see, that's a good one. You probably have lots of friends. People probably love being <laughs> around you. <laughs> All right, I want to ask: um, Are those nicknames like your personalized names, <laughs> or are yeah. they like a normal nickname in the community? Those are really fun. <laughs> Um, I tried to make it fun in the book so people could remember the names because, you know, when we do word association, it kind of helps a little bit. So the yeah. first name that I said was the original name, and then I kind of gave it like the Prozac or the Get Her Done or the Lovely yeah, Stone. Yeah, those are just <laughs> made up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I was wondering, are there any combinations of crystals that we should avoid putting together? Because right now all of my crystals are in one box. And am I not supposed to store it that way? Or just like, are we not supposed to put some crystals side by side? How does that work? All right. Well, all your crystal buddies, they love to be together. So they don't mind being in the same bowl or same place together. As long as you're not sleeping or sitting really close to them for a real long time. Because when you mix them, it's okay. You know, because they're used to being with different energies. But let's just say you have your um, crystal bowl all full of different types of crystals and you have your favorite chair there and you're sitting them. If it's within arm's length, if you stuck out your arm and if your arm can touch them, that means, okay, you need to move them away from your favorite chair because if you're sitting there a lot, it might start to confuse your energy. So imagine like you would never take 50 vitamins at once, right? And so you don't need all of that. And so with the crystals, if you're going to have them in your space, have them in, the, in a, like a bigger space, like I said, like a living room or something, if you're going to mix them all together. But if, you're, if you want to use them for a certain purpose, then I would say pick out the ones that, you know, whatever that purpose is that you want for that day. But it's not going to harm you, but it might make you feel a little kooky. 
Like you might be like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. So like, um, so the combinations do make a difference. Remember earlier I was saying um, you don't want to have a ruby zoezite stone, which is a motivator stone, while you're holding an amethyst stone because it's kind of counteracting. Like if you're trying to relax, why do you want to motivate yourself, right? So um, if you're wearing jewelry like that or you're putting the stones in your pocket, just try to like look up the meanings. And it's really easy in the book because they have a little guide chart that tells you exactly what they mean. So you could be like, oh, no, these won't go together. Like, you know, with common sense, you'll be like, no way. And the other ones, you'll be like, oh, yeah, these work together because this one's relaxing me and this one's making me feel, um, you know, positive about myself and this one helps me with my goals. So you could definitely wear those types together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and fun. I'm curious about how you uh, use these stones in your life. Do you have, like, a special room or a closet that you keep all your stones in? Is it oh safe God. to assume that you Did always you guys... have a stone on your person if anyone ever meet you? Yeah, I always have uh, crystals in my purse. I call it like my little, um, it's kind of like, you know, some people keep an aspirin or a little emergency kit in their purse. Um, mm-hmm. I keep a couple crystals in there. So this way, if anybody needs one, I'm like, I got a stone for that. Not feeling good? I got a stone for that. So I could give them something. Um, but they're all harmonizing in my in my purse. So I do keep rose quartz. So um, here again, we've got to give you kudos for that one. Um, I also keep uh, golden calcite. That one's like um, a creative stone. And I also keep black tourmaline, which is a grounding stone, keeps me more in the present moment. So those kind of stones um, are protecting and grounding, um, bringing loving energy in. So this way they're ones that are easy to gift to people if they need it and also for myself. But I have to tell you guys, I have two crystal shops and my house full of crystals, but they're all you know, organized um, in a certain way. So, But when you come in the crystal shops, you know, a lot of times people get very overwhelmed because it feels so cool because there's so many different ones that you're, like, absorbing in your energy field. <laughs> so it's kind of fun for a while. You feel like you're kind of getting a little out there, out of your body. And, um, How big and are we talking? Is it, like, them. hundreds or thousands? Oh, thousands, yeah. In oh, my shops, we got wow. thousands, yeah. They're, my stores are just crystal stores, metaphysical crystal stores. So, yeah, you guys will have, I'll have to invite you down. You have to come to Florida and come check them out. <laughs> yeah, oh, really sounds great. fun. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Jolie. It looks like we are out of time now, though. So, yeah, okay. I just want to thank you again for coming on and talking to us about crystal healing. It was really interesting. Oh, thank you both. I appreciate it. And um, I hope you you get my book. I'll have to send you a book, High Vibes Crystal Healing. And um, check out my website, too. It's called crystaljunkie.com. You'll love it. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, guys. Again, audience, be sure to visit juliedemarco.com and crystaljunkie.com to learn more about crystal healing and health. I'm Kenneth John. And I'm Siri Kanindra. Pick up a copy of our newest anthology, Be the Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other retailers. Visit www.bethestarur.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be the Star You Are. Stay right here with us as we continue our interesting conversation on the gift of health. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel voiceamericaempowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment channel. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Siri Panindra, and I'm here with our very own reporter and longtime host, Kenneth John, with the brand new Health Team segment. Take it away, Kenneth. Thanks, Siri. Um, so I'm going to be delivering another one of my 2020 Vision segments today. And for 2020 Vision, I wanted to talk a little bit about how movies actually can affect our health. Uh, it's something I'd never really thought much about, uh, much less looked into, before, so I figured some information surrounding the topic would be of interest for a lot of us. Uh, probably nearly everyone in the world has heard the TV rots your brain phrase from their parents or some other adult, uh, and that's not really false, or at least there has been evidence to suggest that this is the case. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, watching TV all day, yeah, it's not going to you're not going to find any science that says that's good for you. <laughs> a common fact that's brought up is that your brain is less active while watching TV than when sleeping. And that's been shown to affect social behavior and brain performance. A 2016 Forbes article by R. Douglas Fields called Does TV Rot Your Brain? pointed to a 2013 study by Tohoku University in Japan. So it was led by neuroscientist Hikaru Takuchi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, first published findings from a study in which the brains of 290 children between the ages of 5 and 18 were imaged. The kids' TV viewing habits, ranging from 0 to 4 hours each day, were also taken into account. Takuchi and his 
Colleagues found that the more television these kids, kids watched, the bulkier the brain's hypothalamus, septum, sensorimotor area, and visual cortex became. Oh, man, all these brain words. Uh, these areas are implicated in multiple processes, including emotional responses, arousal, aggression, and vision, respectively. In addition, the brain showed thickening in a frontal lobe region, the front polar cortex, that is known to lower language-based reasoning ability. Testing confirmed that verbal IQ scores, which measure vocabulary and language skills, fell in proportion to the hours of TV the children watched. So yeah, from this study, it's pretty clear to see that TV does, in fact, uh, make your brain perform uh, worse than it would have if you hadn't watched so much TV. And yeah, looking at how these were children uh, aged 5 to 18, yeah, watching too much TV can clearly negatively affect your child's development um, growing up. Uh, but I saw that the Forbes art article also presented a new study, and this one was from the Florida State University um, and the University of Nebraska-Omaha uh, by two people named Kevin Beaver and Joseph Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz and Beaver analyzed middle and high school students to look for associations between TV viewing and a range of factors such as race, gender, antisocial behavior, and incarceration for violent crimes. Uh, researchers checked back with nearly 15,000 of these children about two years later and again after they had reached adulthood between the ages of 18 and 26. Much like previous studies, they found that young adults who had watched more television during early adolescence were more likely to engage in antisocial behavior, to be arrested at least once, and to be incarcerated. But uh, they added one more factor into their analysis. The study included more than 3,000 sibling pairs. And the correlation between nearly all the negative behavior and time spent watching TV vanished after the researchers statistically accounted for relatedness. Uh, more than actual the amount of TV they watched, the genetics they concluded shaped brain and behavior, which in turn has wide-ranging consequences, including how many hours of TV individual children tend to watch and how their brains respond to it. Uh, Schwartz says that children with increased predisposition, predisposition toward aggressive behavior may be more drawn to TV. So, uh, yeah, the study kind of broke that correlation, or I guess the causation between TV and uh, antisocial behavior, lower brain performances, and suggested that uh, the trend of watching more TV is more correlated to uh, genetic tendencies to become more depressed, to, be, uh, to engage in more antisocial behavior. So, yeah, there could be potentially more to this than simply TV rots your brain. This one study, of course, doesn't immediately invalidate everything that came before, but I think it does warrant a more nuanced look. Uh, movies can also affect mental health and emotional well-being. An article from Psych Central lists a variety of ways in which movies can help, and a lot of them have to do with emotional release and stress reduction. So, emotional watching movies can, encourages emotional release, even those who have... Uh, trouble expressing their emotions might find themselves laughing or crying during a film. And this can be really cathartic for people who are more closed in and who don't like to express themselves in such um, uh, dynamic ways, I guess. And this is a really valuable part of living through your life, being able to express yourself like this. Uh, sad films can also make us happier uh, in a weird way. Um, I, after watching a particularly sad or distressing film... Uh, people can feel better about their own lives and kind of appreciate bigger problems and more reflect on the problems in their 
problems in their own lives, uh, making this a valuable experience as well. And yeah, similarly to that, watching movies can help make sense of our lives. Uh, they can give us a break from what is there, whatever is currently bothering us. Yeah, they just offer an avenue of stress reduction, being able to put everything in your life into a specific scope and being able to organize your thoughts and feelings in that way. Uh, movies bring us a sense of relief, even if they stress us out first. Watching something suspenseful releases cortisol in the brain, followed by dopamine, which produces feelings of pleasure. Uh, the article also mentions a form of emotional therapy based around watching movies called cinema therapy. It cites Dr. Birgit Wools, a cinema therapy group facilitator, who says, Cinema therapy can be a powerful catalyst for healing and growth for anybody who is open to learning how movies affect us and to watching certain films with conscious awareness. Cinema therapy allows us to use the effects of imagery, plot, music, etc., and films on our psyche for insight, inspiration, emotional release, or relief, and natural change. So movies that reflect a similar emotional situation or sentiment can do a lot to help a person organize their thoughts and feelings. Um, for example, if you're, uh, I guess if you're stressed out with school or uh, work or anything like that, uh, characters where, or movies where characters simly, similarly feel stressed out by school, work, or any other kind of um, persistent I guess, daily problem can kind of offer a way for the audience to reflect their own lives onto that and uh, feel better about themselves, help them organize how they feel into uh, more manageable boxes, I guess. And lastly, if you've ever wondered about how horror movies making you jump might affect your body, uh, people have looked into that too. Mm. Uh, There's actually a BuzzFeed article BuzzFeed News article by Caroline Key that goes over the effects of the adrenaline rush when watching a scary movie. So it says, all of this causes your sympathetic nervous system to ramp up and increase your heart rate, blood pressure, and blood flow to muscles. Uh, they talked to an uh, expert who said, essentially, it's preparing your body for exercise. You may even start to sweat a little and breathe faster, too. It's a basic response, meaning we can't really control it because it's an instinct. Scary movies can trick our minds into believing the dangerous situation we are watching unfold on screen poses a threat in real life. So even if you know you are safe on your couch or in a movie theater seat, your body still reacts as if uh, Freddy Krueger is coming at you with the knife gloves. Uh, generally, the increase in heart rate you get from a scary movie is similar to the increase you'd experience during mild to moderate exercise. And no, it cannot replace moderate, uh, mild to moderate exercise. So, yeah, watching a movie isn't going to do anything for your actual physical muscles or anything. Uh, the most it'll do is probably make your muscles tense up and contract as you feel nervous and relaxed uh, throughout the movie. But really, in the end, horror movies can't really do anything to negatively affect anyone's physical health. Wow, Kenneth, that's great. And maybe this can convince my parents and um, I can <laughs> maybe this can be my excuse um, for watching a lot of TV. So thank you. <laughs> Um, as always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Kenneth Chun, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an honor global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Be healthy, be happy, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.